Rad Radio presents the Rad Probcast. Get it? It's a podcast hosted by a guy named Rob. So it's a Probcast. Very clever. And now, here's your host, a guy named Rob. All right, so we are here with uh, Steve Mickelson of MixPix.com, who uh, everybody from the Rad Radio Land show knows has been uh, on the air with us uh, uh, during the show. For what we realized right before starting, this is uh, almost 25 years that you've been coming on and doing pigskin picks and talking football with us. It seems just like yesterday, though. I, I can't believe it. We started together in Reno, uh, and now you're in Las Vegas, and we're in Sacramento, and we still make a, a point to, to get linked up. And Danny is here, who the Rad Radio audience knows from tech to you and Circles and a variety of other ventures that we do. But one of the reasons you're joining us is you also have this background within sports betting sports gambling through your family yeah actually runs in the family my grandfather my father they loved to gamble it didn't matter if it was poker sports betting horse racing my grand grandfather started when he was probably five years old playing poker around the table and did you play did you did you have a knowledge of it were you that knowing kid like what are you doing grandpa yeah i was introduced very young so i got to see the good the bad and the ugly what can make somebody successful at it, and then also the downside of it. And have you have you have you done any betting in I've your done, life? I've done some myself. I dabble. I learned to ver- take a very scientific and calculated approach. Of that, course, you're a tech guy. Yeah, yeah. I strip out the emotion from from those decisions because I've seen how they can influence a sports better and really turn it into a negative. Yeah, and that and that's that's why I wanted to start with first was it, 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 there's I think there's a lot of people, Steve, that they've heard about mixpicks.com. But I don't think a lot of people quite get what it is because sometimes it might feel like we're talking over their heads. Like, well, what, what can this do for me? So if if they go to mixpicks.com, they don't get picks unless they subscribe, right? So they got to kind of take a leap of faith? Correct. They, they need to subscribe. We offer daily, weekly, monthly, and a annual for baseball season. And the, and the daily would be the way that you dip your foot in the pool right like for a sports yes. fan that says ah, i don't really know about this it would you, you buy a daily and you and you get whatever picks you're doing that day C- correct you, you'd start off with a daily and you would pick a day that you you want to make a bet on that game or you're going to watch some games or you're going to have it so you know an nfl sunday college football saturday you know if it's just hey look i'm going to watch some baseball today a- and you dabble in it you buy for that day you see what the picks are and then you can go wager on those picks because that's part of the reason for subscribing. And you just choose that one day and, you know, you kind of experience it for a little bit. Ideally, when you pick on a daily, though, it's more of a crapshoot. You know, it may be a day that I don't win that day. I may have won four days prior to that, and that happened to be the one losing day. But it gets you an idea of what it is that we do. When I make the picks, we do send out an email and a text to you, depending on how you want that notification to let you know the picks for that day. Because they might buy the day it, it, first thing in the morning, and your picks aren't ready. Like I, they, they might buy their their. I'm going to buy the daily, and they think, oh, I'm going to see my picks come up on the screen. That's not how it works. It's that you, you'll notify them, right? Well, we will notify them, and and you know, always feel free to to contact us. I have emails all the time that hey, look. Uh, it's six twenty in the morning, and I haven't seen your picks yet. Yes, my picks <laughs> gone up at eight o'clock, and you know we sent on a notification. What wait, what happens if they buy a daily at seven a.m. and you decide there's nothing you have confidence in that day? Uh, on days like that, there all have been times that I haven't had a bet, and then I will extend their their uh, subscription for the day, and it'll send out a text message to them letting them know that we have extended it for that day because we didn't have any picks. So one of the one of the most common emails we've gotten since we launched uh, Mixed Picks together is a lot of people that just don't even understand what they do with your information. Like we get a lot of emails, they trust you. And then they go, but what do I do with it? And, and there's a variety of, of things that, first of all, there's the casino angle of they're intimidated by walking into a sports book. There, Everybody knows how to make a bet against their friend. But there's also a lot of people who are like, um, oh, I live in California, and, and we don't have legalized uh, uh, sports betting. And, and then there's the weird thing about on the radio show, because we're federally regulated, we have to be careful about how into this we get. We don't have to do that here, because this, this is a podcast, and, and we get to do whatever we want. Um, so it, it, how would, how would Mixed Picks benefit, let's start with this, anybody that lives in California? Well, there's a lot of different ways that you can make a bet. I 
personally, because of what we do, we are restricted from recommending a certain location or, you know, casino or et cetera to go place that bets. You know, I can tell you that as a sports fan and a sports better, you know, I bet with my local bookie from, <laughs> you know, the time I was in high school to college, uh, up until I moved to Nevada, there are offshore books out there as well. We are not permitted to give any recommendations on that because we are solely for entertainment purposes. We're like the WWE. Yes, we are for <laughs> entertainment purposes, but there's a lot of different ways, you know, that a person can go get a bet on a game. Danny, I'm not suggesting that you you do this, but do, do, are there still bookies out there? Like old school bookies? Oh, yeah. Like there's still people like, like hey, guy, like hey, hey, how do you find a guy a like that? A lot of time they're college kids and they're just looking to earn a little extra cash on the side and they work for somebody else who you know, bankrolls the entire thing. So they'll set you up with an online account. So do you like, like, does somebody, I'm just curious, does somebody like find that out like through social media? I mean, how do you find it? I don't even know how you would find a guy like that. If you have a friend that spends (laughs) any amount of time in like a local card room or a casino, you can ask a few questions and find someone pretty quick. Wow. I mean, you want to trust that person. No, so. And and most people who follow sports and, you know, do delve into that sport. Hey, look, I'd like to make a bet, etc. Y- you have friends. Oh, hey, I have a friend who makes his bets through. Th- so it's it's contacts. It's like everything in this world. It's who you know, and and you know, you get into the right group of friends and people that you trust. They can steer you in the right direction. Or you know, hey, look, I know a guy, and he bets all the time, and he uses this offshore <laughs> account type of thing. So there's a lot of different ways you can. This. Now this this is that that question really was specific to a, a large par- portion of the radio audience being in California because uh, legalized sports betting is exploding across America. What's the as we record this in April of 2021? Do you have the current count of states that it's been legalized? I in? believe it's 22 or 23. And currently. Does, that, does that mean in those states that that you they're all building a whole bunch of casinos with sports books or it just means you can go online and legally do it or no most of them are picking up at racetracks for instance or other places where they currently have legal sports betting they're now allowing sports betting in to those casinos or or those different things like you know if you're in new york with you know like at the Meadowlands racetrack, they have the sports book there now. So you can just bet at the racetrack. Arizona has now legalized it. I believe that it's going to be legalized in their race track facilities as well. Uh, it might also be the Indian casinos that are throughout the state. Um, Does it also expand, though, for residents in that state to to legally use online things that are within America as well? Yes, most places and and that's the big push is to go online to have a sports betting app Uh, and most of the casinos already have that in nevada right they already do the the one restriction there is you have to be within that state so anyone who has a mobile app sports betting in nevada they use a geolocate on your phone and you need to be located within that state so i can't open an account in nevada and be sitting in sacramento but you don't want to be a resident on it you don't have to be a resident. You, the, you could be in the state of Nevada. The, and, 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 and I will tell you, there are numerous people. I mean, thousands and thousands of people who are outside of the state of Nevada that have sportsbook accounts on their mobile. Because when they come from March Madness or they come for the Super Bowl, it's just a lot easier to make your bet on, on your phone while you're doing, hey, I'm hanging out at the pool and I want to make a quick bet. Or, you know, my wife wants to go here so I can still go make my bet. So theor- theoretically... If, if you were living in a border state of Nevada, for example, and you had this account and you had a bet you really wanted to make, you could drive into Nevada at the at the right across the state line and do it and then drive home. A- absolutely. <laughs> you just have to be within. And I think it's 10,000 meters of the state line or something to that extent, huh. uh, because you have, you know, state line up at up at the lake, et cetera. You know, Lake Tahoe is a great example. You have the casinos and and those casinos run right to that California border. Right. Well, it's legal in Nevada. Well, if I have a Nevada mobile app, I want to be able to place a bet. I don't want it. Hey, I got to be in the middle of Nevada. So they dial in on those 
phones and, you know, use the geolocate and ping them off two or three different towers to verify your current location. And as long as you're within the state of Nevada or other states, you're legal to play. So um, what about this is a very specific question to a certain portion of the audience. What about uh, our, our giant audience in northern Nevada? primarily Reno, where there's tons of casinos, uh, and they all have sports books, and we got listeners who love you because they've been hearing your soothing voice for 25 years, and they trust you, and they go, oh, I really want to do this, but the idea of, like, I've been in a casino, but I, I stay away from the sports book. People are yelling, and there's all these TVs, and, and they're thinking, hey, this just might be fun to just see if, okay, I'm going to buy a day of Steve, and I'm just going to do what Steve says, but I don't know how to do it. I mean, is there, a, is there a simple, fairly quick way to, to relieve some of that intimidation for, for a, a listener who's like, I just want to try this? Well, having worked in the sportsbook industry for 30 years, you know, one of the things that we have all the time is people who have never bet it before. Oh, I've never done this before. That's part of our job. We're there to answer your questions, to make it as painless as possible. We want you to have a good experience because if you have a great experience, you're more likely to bet again. So all the ticket riders, the supervisors, the managers, the directors were all there to help you go through the process because we all had to start somewhere and teach you how to do it and explain how to do it. I can tell you, Many times that a person would come up and they'd talk to me and I'd walk them over to the writer and I would stand there and let the writer know, look, you know, Rob's never done this before, but he wants to make a bet on this game and walk them through it to make sure that it was all done correctly and that the guest had a great experience. So that, that's all part of our jobs of working in this industry. And it is a pretty quick and painless experience. And at some, if, you, if we're talking to people who have never been in a sports book, but they've been in casinos and all that. We should tell them, you don't have to sit at the sports book then and watch the game. You can, but you can just make your bet and go home. You can leave. You can go play at something else. A absolutely. And it's really just you and the teller and, and what your bet is. You know, you sit down and you've never played blackjack, but then you're sitting there and you're worried about the other five, six people sitting at the table and they're looking at you and you don't want to make a mistake because you're going to mess everything up. Sports bet. You just make your bet. You can leave. You can go home and watch it. I mean, nobody's judging you. Nobody's watching. And you're not going to mess up anybody else and here's because you make that bet. And here's a pro tip. If you make a bet at a sports book, ask for drink coupons. They give them to you every time. <laughs> that is an excellent pro tip. Uh, very good, Danny. This is why you're here. Little tidbits <laughs> like that. Since you mentioned it, Steve, you actually have spent the majority of your adult life working for the sports books, and now you're 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 basically against the sports books now. Yes. Um, How did that happen, and why? Well, my family, led by my wife, um, has really been pushing the last several years. Hey, look, why don't you, you know, change sides, go on the other side, and provide a service that educates people on how to make sports bets and use your knowledge and all of that against the casino. And with the pandemic, uh, I did have a director's position in Las Vegas at one of the casinos. And with the, with COVID, you know, my position was eliminated. So it was one of those excellent opportunity to give this a shot. And uh, I'm curious though, so the, because you were talking about it before the pandemic. Oh, absolutely. But my understanding is you loved what you did. So why was there a thinking process of, I want to change teams because you seem to just have a ball with what you were doing. I, I love this industry. I love what I did. And, and I did the sports betting for the casinos side of things. I was not ready to take the leap of faith and go the other side because, you know, I had a job. I had my income coming in. I was comfortable with what I've done. Uh, I like to believe I was one of the leaders in the industry, you know, having put in 30 years, um, you know, known as the baseball expert, you know, done interviews with ESPN and pretty much every major publication all across the country. That's tough to just kind of walk away from, uh, you know, but when the pandemic hit and my position was eliminated, you know, I was filling out my resume and sending it to all over the place, trying to get a job. And the thing I realized was, I'm qualified to run a race in sportsbook, and I'm qualified sports better, sports betting expert. <laughs> End of list. Because of what it is. And, and that's really what my adult life is because I started when I was 21, you know, in a casino as a ticket writer. And, and you know, my wife for the last about four years, my wife and family have been saying, hey, look, Steve, wouldn't it be nice if you 
provided this information to other people. And, you know, we went and we bet the sports and, and you've always said, you believe you can make a living at this and you've sports bet for, you know, pretty much your entire life. What if you did this? And so they've been trying to push me in that direction for the last four to five years. So that kind of implies without context, pretty much anybody that's run a sports book could, couldn't tell you what to bet on. So why, why, why are you different? Uh, they can't tell you what to bet no, they on. They can. They can because they, they, so your story implies anybody that's worked in a sports book long enough knows exactly what to bet on, and they should all just be doing what you're doing. Well, but you're supposed to be special. Well, there's differences. There, there are those that go through every job just doing what they need to do to survive and collect a paycheck and all that. And then there's those who absolutely love what they do and understand what they do. You know, there, I tell you, there are numerous people out there who hang the lines and follow where the line movements go and, and they just move the lines for what it is. They don't pay that much attention to really what's going on. Yeah. They know the teams, they know the sports, but they don't understand what they're doing and why they're doing it. Uh, one of the benefits that I've been able to have is I actually worked for many years in a standalone operation, which means I was the one hanging the line. I was the one moving the line. And part of my responsibility was, you know, I had to make the casino money. And every month, Nevada Gaming comes out with a report, which is the gaming report, which shows a st statistical breakdown of all the casino games and how much they took in, but also what they won. And I can tell you that every month I had to go into my boss's office <laughs> and they would compare the Nevada state gaming numbers and Hey, you know, sports books held 5.5% for this month. What did you hold? And, and I was always, I don't want to say required, but the expectation levels for me in this job was always to outhold the state, you know, because that means I'm doing something more than everyone else. And like anyone who loves their job, you take pride in it. So I want to be great at this. And, and it's learning why the numbers go where they go, what causes it and understanding the actual sports betting aspect of it. So in addition to, to being excellent and driven and high standards, uh, in your role in running sports books and such, there's also the element with you of you're obsessed with sports. That Absolutely. You, you eat, breathe, and drink this stuff for your entire life. Uh, pretty much anyone who's ever had a conversation with me, I will tell you that my life is really pretty shallow. It is my family, <laughs> it is my work, and it is sports. And I've been when very, work is sports. And very <laughs> blessed that work and sports were the same. So outside of my family, that's pretty much all I do. I, it's been that way my entire life, and and I'm just I'm a huge sports fan. So you're not by far the only person that has a site that offers people advice and picks and things to look for that you should be betting on. There's a lot of them out there. Most people know the big names that are out there. So I assume all of those guys are former sports book guys, and they're all they all have the same knowledge that you do. I would tell you that almost all of them are people who just think that they can bet sports and want to share their so-called knowledge and try to convince you that they are experts in the field. They don't really have the background. Yes, they've probably bet sports, but it doesn't necessarily mean they've been a winning sports better over the years. And you will, you know, there's different telltale signs. You'll go to some sites and they'll say, Hey, look, I was 121 and 0 last year on baseball. That's pretty good. Well, it's impossible. It, it, it's impossible. And when you dig into the numbers, you find out that everything is, well, double up. If the team lost today, bet twice as much on them tomorrow. And if they lose tomorrow, then bet four times as much. So at a certain point, unless every team loses every game of the season, which isn't going to happen, they have to win a game. And then once they win a game, then they say, hey, look, I'm 1-0 because the Astros finally won a game. Wait, wait, wait a minute. How come it doesn't count as a loss? I know they're they're basically making this well, stuff up. These guys are marketers. They're hype men, yes. right? And they're they're preying on the emotion of the sports better. Sports betters, especially when they're on a losing streak, they're looking to get even. They want that get out of jail free card, and they're desperate for somebody to tell them which decision to make, which game to bet. So when you go to somebody's website and they're like, "Yeah, I've won 121 straight games," you're like, oh, "Okay, this is a safe bet." 
So why don't they understand that? Is it it's, this is this where the that's emotion? How, that's how powerful the emotions of a sports better are. I mean, these chemicals in your brain are very powerful, especially when you're losing. The, the financial loss is very real, which is why I like to stand behind a guy like Steve. He's telling you the truth from the very beginning. I'm not going to pick 100% winners. It's going to be like 60%, 57%, whatever, uh, whatever it is that drives a slight ROI. You're not going to sit there and make a million dollars next to your betting sports. Set a bankroll, five to $10,000. Set a unit you're willing to bet every single time and then follow all of Steve's picks exactly. The minute you start making decisions on your own, <laughs> you're inviting those emotions into the equation. Interesting. So now, Steve, depending on when people are actually listening to this, the, as we're recording this in late April of 2021, you're at 72%, I think it is, with hockey picks. Yes. So what? how do we explain to people, well, that sounds to me like he, he's wrong one out of four times, so why should I be doing this? Because people always view things through a negative prism, which I, is another reason saying you're 121 and 0 is a right. better sales pitch. But you're so transparent, you just want to tell people this is how it works. Well, if you're going to get into this industry, and and hopefully you do, because I mean, sports betting is a lot more interesting when you have that vested interest. But understand, you're never going to win every game. I mean, like the stock market, stocks are going to go up and they're going to go down. We're going to win some days. We're going to lose some days. But the goal is long-term investment. you got to look at this as a marathon. I'm not going to win every single bet. But if I can continue to turn out more winners than losers, you might at the end of the year be making it a 14% return of investment on your money. And 14% of your bankroll at the end of the year, that's pretty good. This is the first analogy you've used for me that really drives through this because I'm a very casual better. I'm a, I'm a sports fan and I understand the world, but in terms of the idea of why you subscribe to mixed picks for a month or for an entire baseball season, you just nailed it with me with the stock market thing, the buy and hold the long game, because if you get obsessed back up to emotions, you want to talk about another emotional industry betting, I'm sorry, it's stock investing. Of course. If you get wrapped up in that, every day you're on your E-Trade account and you're like, oh my God, oh my God, it's going down and you sell. And then three days later, it's soared and you're out of the stock. And if you just let it do its thing, mm -hmm. like you said, at the end of the year, like, look at that, depending on what kind of year it is, I'm up 14, 25%. So to your point, Danny, for an example, you buy Steve's baseball season package. So you're getting, that's every baseball pick you make for the regular season. Yes. For one flat rate price. Yes. And then your advice is do exactly what Steve says and nothing else. Exactly. And and in your opinion, because Steve's give or take, what, 60 to 70% with baseball. We don't know yet. The season's early, but that you're historically you're about 70% over the many seasons. Uh, I, yes, and understand that I bet baseball for many, many, many years. Uh, historically speaking, I'm in that 70 to 75% almost every single year. So in theory, Danny, if, if, if Steve's right 70% of the time and you only do what Steve says – you not only pay off the subscription, you see this return of a certain percentage. Correct. And you keep your emotions out of it. Exactly. And and that's really the key because if you're getting every day of Steve's picks and he has a bad day, and I understand you do have them. We do, unfortunately. He loses, you know, in three three days in a row, he doesn't even pick a winner. That's where it, some people let their minds stray. Most go, people. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start not doing what Steve says. Most people. And you think that's where people get in trouble. Every time. And the way around it is discipline. Discipline and having a really just a strict approach to it. Don't break the rules. Set rules and then follow them. And if you're not ready to commit for a whole season, that's where you do things like the weekly or the monthly. Absolutely. Now, now look, if you're doing it for entertainment purposes, totally different story. Maybe you don't care about the money. You like the feeling you get when you win and when you lose. And it's not enough to be life-changing. If you're doing that, you can take a different approach. And it's still fun to know which way Steve leans. But if you want to make money at it, you have to follow a very strict approach. And that's that's part of when we when we first launched Mixed Picks, we, we we constantly keep saying sports are more fun when you have a vested interest. And 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 I love the story you tell Steve about your wife, who's always been very supportive of, of your career and everything, and likes sports. But I mean, my God, that's all you do now that now that you're making picks every day. She has a vested interest because she's rooting for her husband, so she's checking your picks. Oh, absolutely, every single day. She knows exactly who I played. She wants to know what time they started. And she is following those scores. If they're not on TV, she's following them on her phone. 
Uh, she even has an app I don't have to where she can like sit down and, and watch the games as they're going on. You know, mine just shows the, the game cast of, oh, three balls, two strikes type of thing. But she she gets into it. And that's fine. And I get into it, too, because I, I get Steve's picks every day. And, and I will find myself clicking over if I'm not watching because I'm not the biggest basketball fan during the regular season. And same thing with hockey. I'm more of a playoff guy. But I'll click over to either ESPN to get the ticker and go, let's see, let's see how Steve's doing. And it it is it, it raises the mm-hmm. interest, the awareness, the fun, the, the the adrenaline. Every now and then my wife will ask me, how's Steve doing on his picks today? I'm like, Wow. Okay, even see even you, G eight. That's awesome. Yeah. Um. So so how is it, Danny? Then that other than the discipline, which is on the the side of the person who's doing it, how is it that Steve is not preying on that emotional side? Because he's not over here saying, "Hey, I'm picking 121 straight winners." He's the, not the transparency. The transparency is everything. And that and and it, that's your your committed steve to sticking with that because i think you could be a lot more successful if you'd go the other way if you would just, just say that you're 121 and 0. no i want to bring integrity to this i, I mean it's one of the sports one, betting is there any integrity you know, but you know, there needs to be you know I, i've as a person we all try to live our life to be the best person we possibly can be truthful and honest with everyone and treat everyone the way that we would want them to treat us sports betting's the exact same way you, you for years, and, and you see it all the time, like the shady characters who I refer to as, you know, car salesmen that'll do anything possible to sell you a pick and that, and they're giving out half to one side and half to the other. We, we've all heard the stories. I want to bring integrity to this. Look, this is what I honestly would bet. If I wouldn't honestly bet it, I'm not going to give it out. And yes, I would love to sit here and tell you that I win every single bet I've ever made, but that's just not true. There's going to be times that I win, there's going to be times that I lose. And believe me, I take the losses hard. I'm right (laughs) with you on every bit of this because they hurt me as much as they hurt you because this is my livelihood. This is what I'm banking my reputation on. So I want to be honest, transparent, and bring integrity to this to everyone. One other huge thing that proves just how shady these guys are is how much they charge for some of their picks. These guys are charging sometimes three, four thousand dollars for one pick. I've seen that. That, huh? tell, that tells you something. Oh, they do. Yeah, these Absolutely. guys are charging three to four grand for one pick, and what that tells you is they're trying to get the most out of their customer as they can one time in an emotional situation. Steve charges fifteen hundred for the whole baseball season. That makes sense. You're getting there's a you know one hundred and sixty two game season. You've got you know thirty different teams. You're getting two to four picks every single day. It's a long game. That makes sense, right? Totally. Four grand for one pick. What? And that's that's entirely the vulture thing. That 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 they are they are literally they want someone desperate. They're they're that's who they're going after. Somebody and Steve during a conversation at some point you used the analogy of we've all been there where where I think I, I liked your example of the roulette table where we all we all try to figure out okay it's hit black five times in a row. There's no way it's going to hit a sixth time. So you put all your money on black and sure enough, black comes up. And that's kind of what is that? That's what this that person that says, oh, my God, this guy, he's 121. And if I just give him four grand, I'll get even again. Right. And and that's the mentality. But, you know, that game is still 50 50 on on what it is. And hopefully he has knowledge and and you can win it. But but we've all been there. I I mean, the key to the success is the discipline to know that, look, as Danny talked about, I need to set a set amount. I need to follow it every day. I don't need to jump around. We've all sat at a blackjack table and played five, ten dollars, five, ten dollars. Oh, boom, a hundred dollars. Well, I just won five straight hands at ten bucks a piece, but I just lost my hundred dollar bet. I've won eighty percent of my hands and I'm fifty bucks in the hole. I mean, we've all been there. I've literally been there. <laughs> and, and 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 that's the discipline. You you can't just sit down and just say, Hey, look. I'm going to play this game today for $100 and tomorrow for $100 and the next day for $1,000 because, well, I won the first two. You need to be disciplined. And, and again, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. If you want to go that route, have at it and good luck, but you're not going to be a consistent winner. No one can sustain when you're betting fluctuations of amounts all over the board because sooner or later – 
you're going to lose the big hand. Well, your your blackjack scenario is exactly why ATMs are in every casino Be, because you go in and you swear this is what you you have to to gamble and you either you lose it or you lose it too quickly and you go okay I'm just going to get another forty dollars and you use that exact same mentality oh and you'll change tables and on oh, your wait till the dealer cha- you're, because you have a feeling you're bargaining right you're always bargaining with yourself and and that's the emotional thing that that makes you go home and go honey we don't have the house payment this month absolutely and when i would play in the casinos i would leave my atm card at home (laughs) so that i wouldn't do it because again i've done that smart but the goal behind the mixed picks is is take that emotional part out i'm here to let you know what to play just follow the plan be consistent don't go chasing something else don't go doubling down or anything like that the, the whole key to success is the discipline of just following the plan and doing what's laid out for you. Danny, would you go as far as to say, as you lay out this possible scenario or this suggestion of yours of buy the subscription and just do what Steve says, what about, again, that inclination where there's a, there's a sports fan as well who's like, I know this is a sure thing, but Steve didn't make it as a pick. How is that again the discipline? That's the discipline. I think if you're doing it for entertainment purposes and it makes that game more enjoyable for you and the money's not a problem if you lose it, just like any investment, then maybe it makes sense. So here's here's a topic that and you guys have alluded to it a few times and we've talked about I this is part of it that I don't understand and this is much more um somebody who's doing this long term. What is the the money management and what is this bankrolling thing? I, I what is that you keep using it as a term like everybody should know what it means and I'm sure everybody does it's in the world. I still don't quite understand that. Well, the bankroll is basically the amount of money that you are setting aside for sports betting or whatever, you know, playing table games or something. For so any period of time. For any period of time. So, I, so I'm going to sit down and I'm going to start with a $10,000 bankroll. And so I'm going to bet a hundred bucks a game, you know, through this course. And I know I have my $10,000 bankroll and, and that's what I'm willing to go into type of thing. So it's this no is, different than if you walk into a casino to play blackjack, you've got your, your example, your ATM card is at home. You've got $500 in your pocket. And when that's gone, you're done. Or, what about how do you know when to when to stop when to cash out on you like if they're buying monthly and they win they've 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 increased 25% do they walk away well no i would say that again this is a marathon the, the goal that i have is that you're going to consistently win all the time like down the road not just this year but next year or whatever so yes you will walk away when you are comfortable and hey look this is where it is or you know, I've made enough money at this and I'm kind of tired with this and I want to go to something else. You know, there's various reasons to walk away, but like when you buy the stock, if you're going to be a day trader, you're going to struggle because you're just buying and selling every single day. You're pulling your hair out because, you know, you're just living for that exact day and those stocks. Just understand, look, when I went and bought Tesla, you know, I didn't buy it for a week. I bought Tesla and, you know, I'm sitting there Six years later, still riding the Tesla slot and making money. So this is the other side then of the discipline, I would assume, right? We've been talking about don't stray from Steve's picks if you're going to make the commitment. But also, if you've set aside $10,000, let's use that number, for fun, for for the baseball season, and you buy Steve's package for $1,500 and Steve hits a slow patch, you don't dip into other funds to start upping your bets, to, to, to make bigger bets than what you had bankrolled or, or set aside. No, and if you're going to buy the $1,500 package, you have to run through the math and make sure that you ha- you have a big enough bankroll and that you're a, you're betting enough per game to outrun that expense throughout the course of the season. And correct me if I'm wrong, Steve, but, and again, it depends on when people actually listen to this, but here we're three weeks into the baseball season and you have a formula to be able to say, if you've done everything I've said, we're at this point, and, and you're more than halfway paid off your baseball subscription already, right? Uh, no, we were more than halfway paid off. We were up after about 12 days, I want to say uh, a little over $900 at $100 a game through that. Uh, you know, unfortunately, I will tell you, we've lost four games in extra innings over the last eight days that have set us back a little bit. But as of right now, we are up, uh, I want to say, like four, a little over $400. Uh, and, and I expect that to, you know, continue going up. So even if you bought a monthly subscription, you've still already paid that off and then some. And, and touching on the when should you increase your bets, you shouldn't be increasing your bets because you're losing. 
you know, if I start with a $10,000 bankroll and I've won 10,000 bucks and I'm up to $20,000 bankroll where I was playing a hundred bucks a game, I might be playing $200 a game because like anything, as your money builds and grows, you may want to be reinvesting that in there and upping your bets. You don't want to be upping it when you're going bad or you're losing because it's just, you're just going to run out that much faster. And the point of using you is all of your knowledge and, and, and experience and and you get on we 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 focus too much on the negative that you have bad streaks but you get on hot streaks too oh absolutely so that so if if they were using Danny's plan and just following you if they see that you have suddenly hit this patch where you're you're winning which means they're winning that might be the time to do what you're talking about and and up their bets a little bit uh, and and that's a definite possibility and you got to look at it and it just depends on how comfortable you are. Like when you're playing blackjack or anything else, when you get in the winning streak, you want to be pushing those bets and you want to be growing that. You just have to be aware of where we're at. Again, I'd love to say I win all the time, but like with anything, it's streaky. You, you know, I went a three-week period uh, a couple of months ago. I think we hit 75 76% you know, of every single bet in there. Uh, th there's... I don't think I've really been below 50% on anything. And granted, you got to be making 55% to be making money. But even when we've lost for the week, it, it's not really losing a whole lot. The reason I use that example is, again, you guys have just blown my mind with the stock market analogy. Because if, if the, it, when, when emotions get involved in the stock market, you buy a stock and it goes down, you do one of two things. You either sell it, in the example I gave earlier, or you buy more of it thinking because now if the price is even lower when it shoots up i'm going to make all my money back which i do the exact opposite i do a version of what you're talking about steve if i buy amazon at ten dollars a share and it goes up to 30 i buy more mm -hmm. people think oh my god you can't do that no that means because it's on a it's on our the stock market versions of a hot streak and that's why that analogy makes so much sense of if i've got this source that has hit something and i see it this is the time now to reinvest in it and then when you pull back that's when we pull back the bets again Absolutely. This makes so much sense now. Most people do the exact opposite, too. They double down when they're losing Ugh. to chase it and make it back, and then they just run out that much faster. Now, you don't, Steve, you don't do, I, on average, four picks a day? I would say two to four. And and I know that you have already heard from people wanting more. Why don't you give them more? I mean, especially right now, we've got basketball, hockey, baseball and every day there's at least one or some of those going in a normal year you're going to have college basketball going on you know through half of those seasons so why so few picks well this is what i think makes me different than a lot of the other places they will give out picks just to give out picks i'm only going to give out a pick that i believe wholeheartedly is a winner we have a lot of different sports going on right now. And, and as much as I would like to sit down and say, hey, look, I'm handicapping all of these different sports, it's difficult to handicap all of these different sports when college football, pro football, pro basketball, college basketball is all going on at the same time and being good at it. I can give out picks just to give out picks, but my goal is to only give out picks that are winners. So I'm not going to give out you know, a ton of them because ultimately my reputation rides on it. I want to give out winners because I want you to be successful. So like right now I'm watching the NBA. We did have an NBA pick the other day, but I haven't put a lot in the NBA right now because I've been using my time handicapping baseball and hockey. And while I'm keeping an eye on the NBA, I don't feel that my NBA picks, unless I give them out, are going to be great. What was, They're really going to be winners. What was the expression I heard you use for the first time that you said you've been using it forever about fewer bets? It, it, it's everything. Don't play many. Don't lose any. That's I, your I, I use that in poker, and, and Danny being a poker player, <laughs> look, and and he'd sit there and he would know when, when he played with me. Look, if I'm betting this hand and I'm going in, you know I have to have a really good hand because I wouldn't play many hands in poker unless I absolutely believed I had the best hand there. I'm not giving out a sports pick unless I absolutely believe it is a winner. I'm not doing it for entertainment. I'm not just doing it to just give out 10, 12 different picks because if I give out 12 picks and eight of them lose, my winning percentage 
isn't very good. Thus, I'm not successful at it. And these other sites that give out tons of picks, they don't keep track of their winning percentage. They just say, hey, look, I had four winners yesterday. Yeah, but you had eight losers, but they don't tell you that. It sounds like you'd be really easy to read on the poker table. <laughs> but That's what I was thinking. <laughs> but as a customer, I don't want more picks just to have more picks. If you are a customer of Steve's and you're asking for more picks just for the sake of being in action more often, that's how you know the boogeyman already got you. Your emotions are kicking in. You're seeking that, you know, seeking that high watching the games, and you're you're probably going to lose money very quickly. Now, Steve, other than give me more picks, you've been we've been doing this uh, almost six months, not quite. What's the feedback been like directly from from customers of yours? Oh, the feedback's been great. You know, they send in a lot of questions, and I try to answer everyone as fast as I possibly can. You personally, and, not not a guy. No, no, no. Me, me personally. You know, I had a guy who uh, emailed me in because he wanted to know on the the uh, the fight this last weekend, and I told him, you know, as much as I'd love to be able to give you a pick for the fight, I can tell you over the last year I've been concentrating so much on you know the main sports that I haven't been following the you know the the fight industry. Now, this is my thoughts, and I gave him a breakdown of my thoughts. I said, but I'm not going to give you a recommendation. I can tell you, and you know, and I broke down the fighter. This is what has been going on, and and this is the other fighter, and this is where the line opened. This is what it dropped down to. It did at this point. It bottomed out. It came back up. So that's about the low point. So you need to know that this is where people are buying the other side back to give you a more educated at where your numbers should be and what's the sharp money and what's people just buying back because, you know, they bought a plus number, a lot bigger number. So kind of giving you the insight of what it is. I, I never ultimately gave him any pick. I just gave him a summary and I'm more than happy to do that kind of stuff. Uh, if they're clients of ours and, and this person has a subscription, so it's not just, Hey, I want to just go <laughs> pick your brain. You know, I, I know that he is currently paying and, and I, I'm there to educate them as well. Teach them because again, I want them to have a great experience. I want everyone to make money and, and I want everyone to be happy with our product. And we, we have gotten a bunch of emails from people that, that talk about how helpful you are, how, how nice you are how educated you are. And we've gotten some pretty incredible success stories as, as Absolutely. well. I know you've heard those too. We, we had a listener who paid for his entire weekend in Reno and brought home cash all because he just followed your picks for a day or two, I think it was. Yeah, one day. That was it. That was it. Just one day. Paid for the whole weekend. Um, so on using that theory of, of why you do fewer picks, is do you, what is the limit of sports based on what you're confident in. Like, will you, a lot of people ask, will you ever do, you brought up boxing. Um, will you ever do UFC? Not currently. As much as I would love to, I, I'm not on top of it. And I'm not going to give out a pick for the sake of giving out a pick. Uh, well, you right, want to talk about a prey right, place because right. that's a prey, you know, UFC every month because my wife and I are fans. They do their big one. And when you've got like the Conor McGregor fight coming up, I mean, you could you could rake in the dough by claiming that, you know, who's going to win that. I, I understand, but that's not how I operate it. it I don't I always want to be upfront and truthful with every person that subscribes to our service and really. For me, every person in life, I, I, I believe in it. It's part of, you know, who I am as a person. And so right now, you know, I handicap pro football, college football, pro basketball, college basketball, pro hockey, pro baseball. And that's pretty much what I do. I'd love to get into the, the golf and various things. And European soccer, I know, is huge. Uh, but I'm not confident in giving out a pick that I feel that I can hit, you know, 60, 70 percent. So where I might follow them, I, I don't really give out picks. I would love to down the road, uh, but right now I'm not confident in doing that. You alluded earlier to the fact of calling yourself the baseball expert, and we've told that story a little bit before, but that's a pretty uh, highfalutin phrase there, pal. What? Why do you feel like you get to call yourself the baseball expert? Well, I use that because that's how I've been referred to in the sports betting industry for many years. I was the person who released the first baseball season win totals 
in the world for 12 consecutive years. What does that mean? The win total is what, of every single team? Of every single team, I would say that this is what I believe the team will win or lose. Before the season started. Before the season started. You're saying the Mariners I, are going to be 162. I would put out <laughs> that the Mariners' season win total would be 78 and a half wins for that year. That's more realistic. And, <laughs> you know, and we would post it on the board and people could immediately come up and bet that. Uh, with that, uh, my lines would go out pretty much everywhere in the country. They used them on MLB Network. They used them on ESPN. Uh, I would do interviews with pretty much every major publication in the nation uh, for those season win totals. And, you know, Mad Dog Russo one day sat down and I watched it, did an hour show, and he did 15 minutes on, you know, like each division type of thing or 10 minutes on each division and he broke them all down. And some of the coolest things were, you know, wow, you know, I got 30 teams here and, and, Whoever's doing these, these are right on. You know, I only see about five or six that I disagree with. You know, I, I've sat there and John Smoltz in on the MLB network, you know, made the comment of, you know, I don't know who's putting these out, but boy, these lines are just right on. They have these dialed in. He goes, I, I think they are great. And he's talking about you. And he's talking about me. He's not using my name, but he's talking about me as they sit there. You know, I think it's Buster only. Uh, would write an article. It's maybe him or Tim Kirchin, but I don't think it's Tim Kirchin. They would write an article every spring in Sports Illustrated and take my season win totals, and he would pick five teams that he felt I had wrong, and he would write a whole article that these are my five best bets against you know the Vegas line and the baseball season win totals, and that was writing an article against my picks that went out there. So that's how I became known as the baseball expert, because again, it wasn't for the casino I was in. This was for the entire world. And then other properties and offshore places, they would then hang their baseball season totals and they'd pretty much use mine and they'd alter it a little bit. Like, you know, the Mariners are 78 and a half. I don't think they're quite that good. Maybe they'll make them 78, but it pretty much set the baseball season win totals for the entire world for Every property. Did you ever keep track of how often, we're going to assume it was Buster Olney, but whoever it was, how often they were right on their five picks against you? I will tell you that he was usually right three out of the five every year. And I would. I would sit there and find out. But, you know, the difference there is, is I'm handicapping 30 teams and trying to do the very best I can with 30 teams. He's then taking my finished product and figuring out which five he thinks are the softest line, the the least accurate, and then he's going after those five where I'm, you know, hey, look, go pick all 30 and, and see how you do against all 30. So you're we're we've just kicked off again April of 2021, um, the baseball season package where they get all of your baseball picks through the regular season. Are you gonna do that also for the NFL? I'm hoping we are, uh, because I do believe there's value in that and, and then have a, a football, you know, here's our football package and you can have all of our football picks because people don't necessarily bet every single day during the football season. Hey, look, I, I, you know, I buy a weekly, but although football is almost every day now, but I really only play the NFL. So, you know, it'd be nice if we offered a, you know, NFL package or a college football package, but that comes down to more of the logistics and so things that our site. I see you looking at me over there, Steve. And, and <laughs> from, a, from a web perspective, very easy. We can put that in place for you. So this might be too many, too much of a numbers thing and spoken word, but you kind of alluded to my question, Steve. Why would it be better to buy the football season package when? If it's NFL only, because we have a lot of people that only love. I mean, NFL's king, right? Am I am yes. I correct in saying that yes. with sports betting? Okay, and and the NFL plays pretty much without COVID on obviously Sunday and Monday, Thursday, and Thursday. Yes. So why would we? Why not just buy those three days only? Why not just do a daily on on Sunday, Monday, and Thursday, or at the worst, do a weekly? Well, a weekly, say it's seventeen weeks. You're talking seventeen hundred dollars if you do a daily. For those three days, you're talking $75 a week times the 17 weeks of the, well, it'll be 18 weeks of the regular season. So just doing the pure math, if you're going to buy 
you know, $1,800 for the NFL package going weekly, if we're offering the NFL package for say $1,200 for the whole year, it's bargain. I, I, I mean, you know, you're saving money on it. So in the end, at the end of the year, when you're betting these things, you're going to have more of a return on your investment because instead of investing $1,800, I only invested $1,200. So if I made $5,000, I made more money because I bought the product for less. So um, we, we were talking earlier about sports books kind of from the idea of the intimidated person who maybe has never gone to one this would be more of a mass appeal question for anybody the intimidated or the experienced is there is there a way to choose the right sports book yes there's several different factors in choosing the right sports book first and foremost is the odds all the different sports books are going to hang slightly different odds and the payouts you want to look for a sports book that's going to give you the odds that you're looking for. So if you're going to get a mobile app, I would suggest you get, you know, two or three different mobile apps so you can compare what might be two at one place might be two and a half at another place. So you want to shop the number to make sure that you're always getting the best number. That's the most important part. So, so let me follow up on that as it relates to mixed picks. So if you say chiefs plus two and a half, and they go to either their mobile app or into a sports book, and that sports book is saying plus two. You say don't make, don't say, oh well, Steve said two and a half. This is as close as I'm going to get. Shop it. You need to shop it to see if you can get to the number. Um, I, I did get an email talking about that for like my baseball bets, a and I've informed everyone that as long as you're within fifteen to twenty cents of the number that I have for a baseball pick. You know, I'm still comfortable with it, but understand when you're going football or basketball, there's a point spread. So that point spread actually is a big factor in it. If I say, you know, take this game minus three and it's now three and a half everywhere, personally, I'll tell you, you probably don't want to bet it at the three and a half because that's a big change from what the number is. Where in baseball, if it's, I tell you to bet it at minus 150 and it's now minus 154. It's not that big of a deal because at the end of the day, if it wins, you're still going to win. Where football, that point spread difference can be the determination between winning and losing. Baseball still a win and, and the same with hockey. So you need to know what they are. And for baseball, you look at it and most every good sports book is going to have a 10 cent baseball line, which means if they're minus 110 on one side, they're even money on the other side. So there's only a 10 cent difference between the two prices. But I can tell you there's other sports books in this state of Nevada that might have a 15 cent difference or a 20 cent difference. You don't want to go to those because they're not offering you a fair product. And all the sports books that I worked at, the goal was to offer you a quality product at a fair price. So after the odds, what are, if any, other factors people should be looking for when choosing a sports book? And, and the payouts, because I do know people play parlays. And if you really want to get a look at a sports book and know quickly, look at the parlays. If if for a, you know, a three-team parlay that are paying you six and a half to one odds, that's a good sports book. If they're paying you five and a half to one, that's a sports book that's not paying as well. And all the odds for parlays, et cetera, have to be posted publicly for guests. So you can go and look at all the different odds. And the parlays are really a dead giveaway. The, the ones that have the higher payouts are the better sports books. The ones that don't are, you know, are the ones that are trying to take advantage of you. So you need to shop and find out the odds and, you know, the payouts. Because at the end of the day, you know, if Danny's making a bet and he's got to pay 120 to win 100 and you got to pay 140 to win 100, at the end of the day, Danny's going to make a lot more money because he's not putting as much money up for betting the exact same thing. And you would add in, Danny, that find a sports book that gives out the best number of drink tokens. Absolutely. That's your, All day long. That's, that's hey. the, your qualifier. <laughs> and again, you know, you get into your guest service. You know, how comfortable are you? Location is key. You know, you don't want to have to drive all across town. You want something that's local and convenient uh, and comps. I mean, some sports books comp. Others do not. So if comps are a big part, look, I want some meals. I want some shows and that. And understand for sports, the hold is so so small that you have to bet a good amount to get comps. But again, those bettors who bet a lot of money, you know, if I can get comps for the, my bets as opposed to nothing, 
you know, that can be a factor as well. So if we go all the way back to the beginning, somebody goes to mixpicks.com and it's two K's in mix because your last name is not spelled like the golfers. You got two K's in Mickelson. So that's see how clever that is? Mix picks. So we put two K's in picks. See? Huh? Yeah. Smart stuff. Two K's in both. So if they if they go to mixpicks.com, it's their first time. What is what is what should they expect to see and, and what's the process of of going, all right, I'm gonna give this guy a chance. Well, you go to the front page and from there you can choose your subscription between a daily, a weekly, a monthly. It will then go into it and you then fill out your information, your email address. You set up a password. And are we selling all of that information to uh, people and they're going to get a bunch of spam emails? from? No, we no? do not sell any of this information to anyone. Uh, I personally hate that that other people do that. Not, that's nothing that I would ever want to be involved with. And we need their email address so that you can tell them about their picks. But I'm sorry, so you fill in their inform their personal information, they give it all to you? Yes, and that way they have access to the, the site that shows the picks. And then when I make a pick, it will email you and or text you, and you determine which way you want it. If you want an email form, a text form, or both. And then it will notify you that the picks have come out, and it gives you a, a, a page. So you can just click here, and it'll take you right to it. You put in your username, your password, and then you have access. So you can access it by your phone, by a laptop, computer, uh, all the different ways. On average, how, how soon before an event, Will they get that information? I mean, if it's Thursday night football and you're putting out a pick at 4.45 p.m., that's not enough time to get across town I, for some I, people. I try to go at least an hour ahead of time. Uh, Obviously, with, using the app, that's even easier. Yeah, with, with baseball, I'll put them out a lot more, a lot earlier because there's not that much will, that will necessarily change. And for my baseball picks, I recommend that you always use list of pitchers. So if a pitcher changes then you don't have action on that game anyway. Uh, but for football and basketball, things that injuries do play a factor. I still try to get it out at least an hour before the game. So, you know, with football, I would try to put them out for the 10 o'clock games on Sundays by 8, 8.30, right in that range. Uh, there have been a couple of times that something late has broke. You know, and oh, wow, this is really going to affect this. I need to put this out. And I think I've the latest I've put it out is maybe 20 minutes before a game. Um, and that's just because information reached me uh, just right before the game that I feel has a big effect on the game. And and the, uh, the the contact us section, if they have problems or whatever, that or praise, that goes right to you and, and you answer them. Yes, I, I have the access to the contact at mixpicks.com. Uh, I go through that all the time. Now, granted, when I'm traveling, there might be a delay, but for the most part, I open that up in the morning. I have it there. I check it, you know, many times throughout the course of the day as I'm researching and, you know, trying to get information on all of the different games going on. And, and I answer everyone as soon as possible. From the, from the better's perspective, Danny, in the, just and being in your family's background, is there anything we've missed about Steve or mixed picks or anything else? Maybe just getting into the specifics of what a unit is. What the hell is when, a unit? What is when that? Managing a bankroll. I mean, typically one to three percent of your bankroll would be a unit. Right? Yes. And I, I think you go. Is it yeah. one and a half to three? Uh, yeah, I suggest you know one and a half to three and a half. When I was playing, because they are my picks, I was actually using I believe three and a half percent of what my bankroll was to do what to to for for making my bet. So let's say that my bankroll is. Ten thousand. Ten would be three hundred and fifty dollars per bet. Thousand, yeah. and then it would be like three hundred and fifty dollars per bet. And the, what, the what's and, the formula of why three and a half percent? Is that like the safe number or the or, or, what? No, because again, it's bringing discipline to your bets. If I make one bet and I go one percent, the next bet I go ten percent. If I lose my 10%, you know, I got to hit nine of my 1% in order to get there. So it's bringing a consistency to your bet and that discipline. You don't want to go too high because if you're betting 10% of your bankroll all the time, I mean, you hit a cold streak, you're going to be tapped out pretty quick. So you want something that's going to be sustainable over the course of a long period of time. And that's where you're only going with that, you know, one to three, three and a half percent you know, but you want to bet enough to make it interesting. And th this is back to the discipline thing. Exactly. So but, you can't but, lose it all in one bet. You're not going to get rich doing it in one day. But if you're picking, you know, 57 to 65% winners and you've got those units set 
properly and you're strict about following them, then you'll be successful long-term. Then as your bankroll grows, 3.5% of 20,000 is a, a little bit bigger, right? So you're really kind of putting the compound interest to work for you. So if you if you you did a bankroll one season of $10,000, let's say you you had an amazing season. Let's say you you, you made 5,000. So you got 15,000 back. So you made 5,000. And then you decide, okay, I'm going to take half of what I made. I'm going to reinvest it in the next season. Now you're at 12 and a half thousand. So that's how your bankroll's going up and but you keep your unit the same? Right. So your unit just now a $350 bet is like 425 or somewhere in there. And what about if you have a losing season? Cuz those are going to happen. If you have a losing season, all the way through the season, then I would probably readjust at the end of the season and still go somewhere around three and a half percent, which, you know, now you're just going to be betting a little bit less to play some catch up. But I think it is fair every once in a while to kind of reevaluate your bankroll mm -hmm. and then adjust your units appropriately. And that brings us back to Steve and the reason you, if we just follow mixed picks because he's not putting out 10, 12, 20 picks a game, that's why it's don't play many, don't lose any. Correct. Did I get that right? Yes. Don't yeah. play many. Don't lose any. Outstanding. Well, thank you both for being here. Really appreciate it. Steve, I know you're enjoying the heck out of doing this. Absolutely. Look at that big smile on your face. It's so a big smile. Uh, Mixpicks.com. Thank you guys both so much for being here. Thank, thank you. you. Did you enjoy this episode of the Rad Podcast? Send an email to rad at radradio.com. A new episode of the Probcast premieres anytime Rob feels like doing one.